hit that notification bell. I need like a ding. Every time, how about you do it whenever I say. Hold on. I think we, we have sounds now. Hold on. Let me see. There's no way he's got sounds for that, does he? Uh, ding. Let's see. Uh, oh, wait, here. <laughs> oh, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hey, uh, you guys think Newgrange is, is going to win on Saturday? Run me a little bitch. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to so next time that the horses all line up at the post make sure you use the website that'll win you the most whether churchill oakland goldstream parks and matoga and all tracks in between there's only one site to go to when it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets racingdudes.com for all of your needs racingdudes.com for all of your leads racingdudes.com for all of your bets racingdudes.com as good as it gets racingdudes.com for all of your needs, racingdudes.com For all of your leads, racingdudes.com For all of your bets, racingdudes.com As good as it gets What's up, I'm Jared Welsh, he's Aaron Halsterman This is Blinker Talk, what's up, man? What's up? How, how is everybody? Look, I'm back You're back. You're out of the, the dungeon, how's it going? I'm back in the office, first show or video since, what, two weeks ago? I am back. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling very happy to be alive and back in my office. How did you guys celebrate? Um, that is that is not this is not a rated R show. Here. <laughs> it is. I thought no. You can't disclose okay. that information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can tell me later. Uh, yeah. All right. When was it? Sunday? Was that your last day out? That was the last day uh, of quarantine. Yes, and then we've kind of. You know, we work in the same office, so I said, ah, I'll stay down there a few more days just in case. We did a good job of getting you where you didn't have it. So we, we kind of stayed separate when we were working. Uh, but that's over now. Another five days, and here I am back in the office. But, you know, so it uh, feels good. I did the Dude's Who Bet Sports show down in the basement, and uh, that's it. I'm done with the basement. It's good to have you back. It's good to have you back except upstairs. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm glad to see you that, yeah, you look better. You look rested. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> Sure, you got plenty of rest. Yes. Um, I, I, have you been back down in the basement since? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I frequent the basement often. Yes. So um, I, I, I like it. I don't like to stay down there full time. That's the difference. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's like it's a great place to go. But if you're if you're secluded to the basement by yourself, getting you know prison food. Well, I guess you probably got good food, but getting treated like you're in prison, as you said. I'm sure it does get a little old, but like we've all said, you've got quite the setup downstairs, so it's not like you were real, really hurting. Um, it's kind of like a strip club. You like to be there, but it, you need to leave at times. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be there all day and night. That's a that's a great that's a great analogy. Thank you. I I I didn't really understand it until you said it that way, and then yeah. I was like, oh yeah, of course. Like you got it. Even when you're at the strip club and you, like you got to go outside for even if you don't smoke, you got to go outside and like just like I gotta like yeah, rinse this off a little bit. I'll go back in here in about 15 minutes or so. But yeah, you stay yeah. in there too long, 
a, that, a little that, goes a long way. That shit can happen. Um, yeah. All right. So while you were down in the basement last yeah. weekend, well, we got a big show. First of all, we got we got Medina Spirit DQ is official now. We've got the Rebel Stakes this weekend, the Saudi Cup, which maybe you needed that reminder that we we're actually going to have a Saudi Cup, but we are. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, but last weekend, while you were down in the basement, we had the Risen Star Smile Happy return. We'll talk about that real quick. Uh, you know, Smile Happy comes back, maybe gets a not so good trip or ride, and uh, Epicenter continues to improve. So, talk about the race. How do you feel? And how do you feel? Uh, I guess the bigger question is how you feel after the race about those. You know, especially this top two horses. Oh, I feel fine about both of them. Well, I feel obviously feel better about Epicenter than I did going in. I thought he took a big step forward, uh, mm-hmm. and I think the distance helped him. I think he can go fast and, and just keep on rolling, and I think the longer you go, it helps a horse like that. So, uh, you know, big step forward for Epicenter. I put him number two on the rankings after that win. Uh, you know, he's he's got what it takes uh, to win a race like the Kentucky Derby from a, you know, a, a running style standpoint. And like I said, he stretched out and he improved and he just keeps getting better with each race. So I feel good about him. You know, smile happy. I've thought about it a lot. Um, it was it wasn't that good of a ride. It was a weird ride. All this. Don't think it would have mattered. I think it would have been closer, but I don't think he would have won. I think he's the one that moves forward the best off of that race, though. I think here's more to smile happy. I think he was capable of running a better race. I think he showed up ready to run um and just yeah just kind of didn't get a real good shot at it so i feel pretty good about uh the top two going forward and um you know we'll see smile happy's gonna have to progress off of that race though that's the big thing but he probably should thanks everybody for tuning in live of course if you are watching live if you're watching after the fact on our youtube channel make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notification button so you get to get notified every time we do these live we'll be live this weekend for the rebel stakes uh, yeah, you know, I agree with you. I, I, to me, we kind of wondered what Smile Happy was moving forward. We, we didn't necessarily get to find out exactly because of the, of the bad trip and of the bad ride. It does sound like I did see a report earlier today that McPeak had said, you know, it's going to be either the Bluegrass or the Louisiana Derby for Smile Happy next. Um, I guess, I don't know, like you do wonder how much he – progressing or progresses after that race and two epicenter i mentioned it last week on blinkers off that he each race even though it maybe didn't look like it each race was getting a little bit better each and every time and like you said he really jumped up and, and ran a big race uh, uh last time out there and he i think he increased his buyer points but 10 plus um yeah. so gonna be interesting to see what epicenter did he did he did he peak is that now he's going to kind of level off a little bit, or is he can, can he can, if he continues to make those improvements, he's going to be very dangerous. It, it, I think the biggest question, and and Mark brought it up here, can he stop effectively? Yeah. Well, I think he's going to be more dangerous when he's in a race where he's on the lead, right? It, it, you know, so can he stop effectively? Yeah, I think he can, but he's always going to be most dangerous when he's he's using that, that weapon, and that weapon is speed. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if they're going crazy out front, I don't think he's going to go crazy with them and need that lead. And the biggest thing is, is uh, like you said, the horse just keeps progressing. And so you get one more progression in Louisiana Derby. You get one more pro- pro- progression in the Kentucky Derby. Well, he's going to be right there without any question, if not winning in the race outright. So, 
he's very serious. And I think he was just average, like serious before this. Uh, Charles mentions uh, Zandon going to bluegrass. What did, I mean, I, I haven't specifically heard that he's going to go there, but if he does, Zandon talk about him. I don't necessarily think that he completely disappointed here. Um, ran a pretty good third pioneer at Medina, a horse. that's uh, we'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, a horse finished fourth for Todd Fletcher there. That was your top four slow down. Andy was kind of disappointing. Poppy cap obviously continues to be disappointing. Those are like your big, big horses in terms of kind of going into it, what they might be disappointed, but the top three Zandon, I'll put him in there. He, he's still, I think he still can get better and continue to improve. I don't know that he's good enough. Like I think he's still a cut below, but I still, I think he continue can, can rack up the points to possibly get to the Derby. I agree. Um, I, I think I'll be shocked if he's not in the Derby. Here's the problem. How is he going to win the Derby with that running style? No matter if he improves or not. And I do think he'll improve off that race. He is a lot like Mo Dungal and they've come out of the same race as a two-year-old. They need to show that they can stop the pace better, or at least if not stock, be a little more tactical. Um, you know, and that's that's the thing. And Smile Happy's gonna have to show that a little bit too. But I hate his running style. If if we stretch out to a mile and an eighth and, and they can sit a little closer, I'm not saying be on the lead or be right up next to the leaders. I'm saying be within range and and, and keep yourself from getting a troubled trip or getting in trouble. You know, I think that would be big. So I like Zandon. I really want to see him next out. I think he's a like a fringe player off of that race. Yeah, uh, Nick says same thing here. Kind of like Zandon feels like he's going to take him a lot of money always, and then he's going to be flying from the back and finish third. You know, and and that and there's a lot of horses like that in this class. I feel like, and there is every year. And as we know from from John White's strike system, I mean, it is a strike if the horse isn't near or on the lead um, when they turn for home there, because that that's just how you win the Derby now, right? You, you don't unless your name is Mind That Bird, you don't win from coming out of the clouds to win the Kentucky Derby. You might run up and finish the fourth, mm -hmm. third. I mean, you can make a run, but to win the thing, you typically see that speed hold on. There is a lot of speed seemingly in this year's crop so far anyways. So epicenter needing having the ability to at least rate, nothing says he can't. To me, that's going to be the most critical factor. And I agree with Smile Happy. I mean, we'll see if he can rate and get a little closer. If he can't, then that's going to be a detriment to him as well. Yeah, and one thing I'll bring up, uh, in 2019, Country House, who ended up being the winner, forget that he finished second, uh, you know, that day and then got moved up, but he was able to finish second in that race after stalking the pace and giving a trip sort of like what we're trying to describe that Zandon, Moda, and Gal, Smile Happy, you're going to have to get. He had never done that before. And that's why, you know, before he did that, I, I've always said, well, closers, no chance. Closers, no chance, you know. But now it's like, okay, we've seen horses like maybe get a jockey change and get and be a little more tactical and be able to finish in the Kentucky Derby. So that's kind of the goal. I want to see, okay, now we stretch out to probably a, a mile and an eighth. For Zandon and Smile Happy both, or a mile and three sixteenth if they come back to Louisiana. Smile Happy should say comes back to Louisiana. Let's see if they sit closer. Let's see if they're able to have that same kind of kick. 
We'll find out. Uh, we got. I mean, this is like this weekend is the well. Last weekend really was the start of the fifty point races officially. But next weekend, this weekend the Rebel. But next weekend the Rebel. Let's be honest. I mean, we'll talk about it. But the Rebel is very. It's interesting, right? It's not like it's a, a class full of uh, huge prospects. But next weekend is when shit starts to get really, yes. really good. And and you better buckle up now because it's just, it's it's game on from here on out. When a lot of these top contenders or hopeful contenders, such as like Emmanuel, um, start to either make their name or be pretenders. So we're going to find a lot out about these horses. So let's not waste any more time. Today's show, we will discuss uh, Medina Spirit, the late Medina Spirit, disqualified officially now as winner of last year's Kentucky Derby, of course, putting Mandaloon as your official winner. And what this means for Bob Baffert, then we're going to preview the $1 million Rebel Stakes, the mile 16th uh, prep race, where it's 50-20-10-5 for the top four finishers towards the road of the 2022 Kentucky Derby, as well as the tw- – it's only the richest race in the world. And we're like, hey, yeah, I forgot the Saudi Cup was this weekend. But the Saudi Cup is running this weekend, This in, uh, earlier in the day. So we'll preview that as well. Why not? It's $20 million. We might as well. Let's go. Two hundred and ninety-six days. That's right. Two hundred and ninety-six days after the race was run, the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission officially disqualified winner Medina Spirit from the twenty twenty-one Kentucky Derby and elevated Mandaloon into first place. Of course, Brad Cox, Judd Mott, and Florent Giroux. Additionally, they suspended Bob Baffert for ninety days. Now, again, of course, while the the winner is going to be official. Bob Baffert will definitely appeal the the uh, the suspension. So that's still good. But that, as it stands today, 90 days, which would put him out of everything. And the announcement from Churchill Downs was uh, officially today. This was not today, but when it was announced on, I think it was Wednesday or Tuesday, maybe. Uh, to, today, Churchill Downs recognizes Mandaloon as the winner of the 147th running of the Kentucky Derby and extends our congratulations to owner breeder Judmont, trainer Brad Cox, and jockey Florent Giroux. Winning the Kentucky Derby is one of the most exciting achievements in sports, and we look forward to celebrating Mandaloon on a future date in a way that is fitting of this rare distinction. So, Halterman, we have it. Shockingly, it, it, it seems like it took forever, and it also feels like it was going to take even longer. We do have that wrapped up in terms of we do have a winner of the Kentucky Derby of last year. It is Mandaloon. It's not Medina Spirit. Of course, man, Medina Spirit has unfortunately passed away as well. So it's just been like, this has been brutal. And, and of course, this is going to continue to carry on as it's moved forward to this year and how these horses are going to be trained. And who's going to train them? Is it going to be Bob Baffert? Dude, how, how, how put this into your words? How did you, how did you, like, what's, how do you move forward after this news? And do you really, like, to me, it's just like, we all thought it was going to happen. It happened. It doesn't feel like, like, it's got to be a bummer for the connections, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, there's people were happy, but there's really nothing good that came out of this, right? I mean, sure, it, you know, first of all, the betters get screwed no matter what. And then, okay, the connections, Brad Cox, uh, Florent Giroux, uh, Judd Mott, this is not how they want to win a Kentucky Derby. You know, Brad Cox, uh, a Kentucky guy, a Louisville guy at that, and you know, that, that race means the world to him. And that's not how he wants to win his first one. Right. But in February of the, the, the next year, because the horse, you know, got 
got disqualified. I mean, you know, the last line made me chuckle that Churchill Downs is like, we'll, we'll recognize him in a worthy way. There is no worthy way. The, the only way uh, to win a Kentucky Derby is to celebrate in that winner's circle and get that feeling of knowing you won it. Uh, that's something that they will never get. And, uh, and so that's sure. It's great. They're going to get their purse money now, but, uh, you know, that, that feeling of winning the Kentucky Derby, they, they got robbed of, uh, you know, as, as far as Medina spirit, you almost feel, I mean, there isn't almost, you just feel awful for the source, right? I, I do. I feel yeah. awful for, for him. Well, he's, he's passed away. He'll never get any credit for any race that he ran before or after. They'll all, they'll say he was drugged in all of them. And then he gets this taken away. It's just the last, like, kind of straw. So Medina Spirit, obviously, just I, I feel feel terrible about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, it sucks. It, 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 it sucks for Mandaloon, really, too, because even though he won, it's like, well, not really. He didn't. He walked back to the barn after the race. He didn't go. You know, they didn't celebrate and not like he cares you know what i mean like they at least but oh, he was mad <laughs> yeah yeah word is he's pissed about it uh <laughs> he's the one that reported the drugs is what i heard i don't know if that's true or not yeah. speculation um he knew about him somehow yeah, he, someone he told somebody and yeah. uh mm-hmm. but it's just yeah you know it sucks like you're right with medina spirit and and the guy like he's he's gone and he He's just going to, and now he's, you know, he can't sire any horses and he's just going to be completely forgotten, literally erased from history pretty much. And, you know, say what you want about, about Bob Baffert, no matter what he has done or what he will do in the future, those are also tarnished. No matter if he's, if he's clean as a whistle and this is just all the, the biggest, you know, uh, witch hunt of all time, doesn't matter. It's like, he's always going to have a tarnish next to his name from here. Even if he comes out and says like, I did it. And it's like, it, it's, it's a, it's an unfortunate thing for guys like us who in a lot of, I mean, who, I mean, absolutely. I mean, who wasn't enthralled with, with American Pharaoh or when justify won the Kentucky Derby. And it was just, that was the most, one of the most incredible races to see in person. And just, just like, like you don't want to believe that every single horse was, and maybe they weren't. Maybe Pharaoh did it completely clean, but we don't know. Mm-mm. He never will, and this has created that that he like you said that that doubt. The same way horses in the past, present, future, it's all going to be oh he cheated, he cheated. I talk, like I said uh, with Magic on the video we did. It's like he is now the Lance Armstrong of horse racing, the Barry Bonds of horse racing, Roger Clemens. Whether you stand with them or not, and a lot of people still stand with those guys that that I, I mentioned, and that that's not what I'm even here to talk about. That's the reality of who he's going to be associated with, you know. Um, and it's like you said, one of the hardest things for me is it ruins two triple crowns. Two triple crowns have meant an awful lot to us at the time, and still did up until this happened. So, uh, yeah, it, it it really hurts it. Um, and, you know, that's the other thing. That right there is the punishment that Baffert, that's going to hurt him the worst, right? So this, oh, you're officially disqualified from the Kentucky Derby, it just didn't, it's just like, yeah, that, you know, A, I thought it was going to happen, and B, he's already been hurt enough, right? Like, this is this was, I guess, you know, justice. People are saying, well, sure, but his legacy's tainted no matter what that result would have been. 
Yeah, and and uh, and it sucks. It doesn't do you any good. Like the people that had mandaloon on top, you know, they don't get anything from that. You know, mm-hmm. like it, like they're like that probably or it pisses you off. Well, you know? like, and I think that like my perspective of it is from mostly a betting perspective. And that's why I kind of just once it happened, I just forgot about it because it's like, I don't, it doesn't matter. Like it does. Who cares? Like that he screwed the betters out of, out of all their bets. And that's who really matters in this whole thing. Do I mean, I like Brad Cox, but I think a, he'll win a Kentucky Derby and B it's like, I care about the people who are betting a lot more than he wins the Kentucky Derby. You know, that to me, that's what I focus on and what I care about. Well, and I guarantee you, no, you look at, you look at Bill Mott, you know, with, with country house and you look at Brad Cox in this case, like, yeah, they are the winners, quote unquote, winners of those races, but neither one of them wanted to win a Kentucky Derby like that. Sir. I mean, at, at least, at least Bill Mott got to kind of, you know, those connections got to celebrate that day. You know, yeah. they got to, you know, at least feel like sort of the winner. I mean, they don't, there's nothing they can do, Churchill Downs meeting. It's not their fault, really, <laughs> but nothing they can do to mimic or, or to kind of bring that back. And that's, that's the kind of thing that it's like, like you said, it's like, yeah, great. I mean, we kind of expected this. And I think everyone even thought already, like, whether it is Medina Spirit or Mandaloon, the, 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 the no one really cared about the result of that race anymore. No, no. I, a minute after the race was over and payouts were, it was official and the payouts came out, that's it. You move on to the next race, right? I mean, as betters, that's what we do. Um, now, of course, we're a little different because we care about the history of the game and stuff like that. But it's like you said, even that's not really affected. Hey, Mandaloon's the winner now. Yeah, but is he? You know, it's always going to have an asterisk, even though that he deserves it for sure. We're always going to know who crossed the wire first, right? Yep. And if they man. don't DQ them, we're always going to know that they probably should have, right? So it's like it's it's a no win when this happens. It's a no win situation, especially when you're talking about. I mean, that's all speculation, but you know, you got you know Doug O'Neill who gets, has been suspended for similar things or yeah. same things, and he's his horse finished third, and you know Brad Cox got two in the top four, and. Just kind of like, yeah, that's great. Um, so, yeah, what move forward about past Medina Spirit? You know, Bob Baffert suspended ninety days. Of course, he's going to, you know, fight that. But explain to what because you know a lot of people were confused. Like, okay, well, isn't he, are he suspended from Churchill Downs? So, how does the ninety days play into this? Well, the the short answer is it'll play nothing into it because he will appeal. And once he files for appeal, that goes away until the appeal process is done. And then the 90 days would start over if he loses the appeal. But once he files that, that's it. He'll be able to run. And so, I mean, think of a, a person like Linda Rice in New York, a, a horse, or a horse, a trainer who was suspended indefinitely and then appealed. And now six months later, she's still running horses every day on the Naira circuit uh, without any, any issues whatsoever. So that's what'll happen with Baffert. But uh, in this situation, uh, it, he is the, the, so the state of the Kentucky suspended in 90 days mostly or usually i should say other racing racing jurisdictions will uphold that uh the maryland jockey club came out and said we will uphold that suspension 
So therefore, he wouldn't be able to run horses in the Preakness if he was not to appeal and just serve the suspension. So uh, when they did that and that was handed down uh, by the state of Kentucky uh, Horse Racing Commission, usually that is upheld by every racing commission uh, in the country. I mean, sure as hell. Like that's the thing. Like they 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 did that ninety days and with that with that in mind, yeah. you know. But of course, he's going to appeal it and. Yeah. He probably will, but um, you know, you, these tracks, you know, Naira could be one too to just be like, no, it's not happening. So the Preakness uh is the only one that really he could still run in, you know, possibly if he appeals. Uh John G that asked if the Rebel in the Rebel, since Baffert horses can't acquire points to do Grange wins, the second place horse get 50 points or just 20. It's just the 20. So he's literally stealing points, and that's kind of the what is it like? What was it? We was it eighty something? Yeah, John. He's taken, and I. I'm. I apologize that we read this last week. It's been a ton of points. He's already stolen. He's won it's a close bunch to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. obviously, fifty points would be down the drain here as well um, if he were to win again. So, and as these races get bigger, you know, the the, the points become that much higher that he's quote unquote stealing, which makes does the point total of the leaderboard go even lower in terms of what it takes to get it's what it's going to take to get into the derby yeah i'm counting up now uh let's see he has won three four five he's won six preps so far uh corniche and then corniche again in the breeders cup and then a new grange in the sham new grange in the southwest messier and the robert b lewis and uh, Black Adder in the El Camino uh, Real. And he's also finished second in some of those races as well. So, yeah, he's 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 taking a lot of points. And Jared's pointed it out, you know, perfectly. Uh, Oakland this weekend's got a great chance to take 50 points. We'll talk about that in a minute. San Felipe, you got to think he's going to have some strong runners in there. He could take points next weekend. The Gotham, I, I've heard he's going to ship one there. He could still point. So it, that's not going to stop. And when these owners finally decide to change barns if i should say that's the only way that's going to stop it because he's allowed to enter these horses in these races yeah i mean he's going to keep uh basically keep taking points right i mean no one and he's going to keep running these horses in the the uh the argosa derby and things like that um that are worth 100 and i mean yeah it's just in with with horses that are probably going to win yeah yeah they're going to be favorites that's for sure what you know win or not they're going to be short prices and, and hey they don't hit the board or they don't win they could hit the board and you're still in a hundred point race you're still stealing a lot of points even if you hit the board yeah and even some of these you know out out west i mean granted that crop is not extreme extremely good this year but you know they're you, you know you might have baffert go one two in a lot of these races and yeah. you know there's there's a ton of points that are that are being wasted. Um, I believe I can't seem to find it. Uh, I think Pridman is the one that tweeted it out uh, about the total, but I think it was like 86 or 83 or something. Um, when we read that, as far as points that he's won, quote unquote, won, uh, that have not been, you know, actually rewarded to anybody. So awarded to anybody. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, if you go to racefoods.com, go to the leaderboard there, uh, Kentucky Derby page. You see the leaderboard, but yeah, it's uh, the leaderboard is vastly different of what it would look like if you had um, Bob Baffert in, in the mix there. Yeah, he's. I, I was just as you were talking, I was adding it up. 
They've ran uh, six derby preps in California. He has won five of them, and the one he lost, he finished second in. Um, <laughs> and I know off the top of my head, he was second in, a, in a, maybe one, maybe two other ones as well. So there you go. Well, there you go. Uh, Medina Spirit, DQ'd from the derby. Mandaloon is, <laughs> is a winner. Is uh, running this weekend. How timely is that? The Kentucky Derby winner is running this weekend in the Saudi Cup. We'll talk about that race here coming up. We'll see what's next for Bob Baffert as uh, as we move forward down this very, very fun road. They're in the gate. And they're off in the Rebel. Saturday, Oaklawn Park. It may not feel like the Rebel, but it is the Rebel. Race 11 on the card. The Rebel Stakes, grade two. Million dollars. Three-year-olds going one, one and one sixteenth. Miles Halterman, it doesn't feel like the Rebel. Usually this thing's in March. We're in February still. It's hard to believe that the Rebel is here, but it's, it is. And it typically is owned by the guy we just talked about, Bob Baffert, who's won an unprecedented eight Rebels. And it looks like a, ni- a ninth is coming to him very soon because he's got nine to five favorite New Grange coming out of the Southwest victory as well. New Grange, nine to five Halterman, clear clear favorite he, most of the horses that he's running against in here he's already beat he's got a couple of new shooters we'll talk about new grange though uneligible <laughs> to receive points 50 points looks like it's going to be taken yet again you know it's it's very interesting because i he didn't run very well last time out in the southwest and he still won and uh they said after the race hey, he just didn't handle the track at all well lo and behold he's back but <laughs> so well maybe we can talk about that in a second but yeah, they said, oh, he hated the track. It was, was yeah. kind of skipping over it. He was switching leads back and forth. Johnny V said, oh, he was not happy. But here he is back. And like I said, he, he beat most of these horses last time out, That like uh, Ben Diesel and uh, Barbara Rode, the second and third choices on the morning line. They won't be the actual second and third choices, but on the morning line they are. And, you know, they had no excuse to lose to him that time, or, and they did. So how are they going to beat him here? I'm not quite sure. I think if you're going to beat him, uh, you got to take somebody that's that's new, a new shooter, so to speak. Um, I just didn't think the new shooters were quite strong enough. I think if Newgrange shows up with his normal race, I don't think they can beat him. You got to remember, he also got a bad post position in the Southwest. Much, much better, I think, this time. As long as he breaks, I think he gets kind of clear of everybody but the one. I think he just stocks the one and... And there they go. I think he I think he rounds the corner with the lead. They'll have to come get him, and I don't think they will. So I put New Grange, no surprise, on top. Yeah, it was funny after all the the talk and 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 obviously you could tell watching the race, like he wasn't enjoying that uh the track very much and you know how much he hated it. And then you hear, oh, he's he's doing great. He's fires a bullet at Sansanita, and they're like, let's ship him back. So here he is. So yeah, it makes things interesting that uh, that he's back because he's never been beaten. And, I mean, he kind of had it all up against him last time. I know I get that it's – I mean, he, he was probably better than the rest of the field. But Drew, you know, was drawn wide in the 10 post and didn't like the track. You could tell. It was still just better than them. And, frankly, I think a, a, a trip under his belt on the track, the horse probably, you know, gets even better. I think drawing the two spot, like you said, I think, you know, he wasn't on the lead. He's kind of done both. The sham, he looked really good on the lead. That was the race that Rockefeller and him were in the race and kind of didn't know which one to be on the lead and Newgrange was. 
went around the, and just wired the sham. I think he's got something similar here, just drawing that one spot. I think he's probably faster than uh, the one. The one and the two seem like they're going to want to go. But I, I'm with you, dude. Like, to me, it, it you either are playing one of two new shooters or you're playing new Grange. Like, and I think new Grange is the clear single here. But if you're trying to beat him, because he won't be nine to five, because um, he'll be lower than that. If you're trying to beat him, I, I think you have to go new shooter because he showed that he's just easily that much better than than who he faced in the in the Southwest. You know, and one factor about it, if it, let's say he did in fact hate that track, like he looked like he did, and Johnny V said he did, I, it's probably going to be a lot different type of track on Saturday. Uh, you know, they got a little bit of rain today. Uh, it's cold, and then they're going to have rain Saturday, supposedly. So we might see a muddy or a sloppy track. So that may not even be a factor, right? Um, you know, Magic kind of rewatched the replay, and he caught him cu- uh, like jumping over shadows a couple times on the backside. He he did a real good job of putting that out, like uh, the the poles. You know, the, they they cast a yeah. shadow on the backside, yeah. and he jumped over one of them completely. So. <laughs> You know, if it's if, if it's if it's cloudy day, there's not gonna be shadows on the track either. I I don't know, so I'm not real worried about the track. Uh, I I think because I think he's gonna catch a little bit of a different one. I'm with you though. You got to play the new shooters. The the obvious one is chasing time. The number eight for Steve Aspie says he looks to win another prep this weekend. Uh, the horse was a huge winner last time out allowance ranks at Oakland Park. First time stretching out, going two turns, and did it really easily. Um, I think he's got to improve off of that effort. This is a big time step up compared to what he faced in that uh, field, but he certainly is one to look at uh, for sure. And I see some people in the chat talking about the number 10 ethereal road for D Wayne Lucas. This horse one on Southwest day made in special weight goes from last to first zooms down the stretch and wins by four links. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I, I kind of like him. I kind of like him more as an underneath play than to win, but I do think he's going to come with a pretty strong run in this race. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I like him in the same way. I think there's a few in here and they're all new shooters. I'll get, I'll, I'll reach it to three just because for ethereal road, I think, and let me be clear. Like I think new Grange should win this race and will win this race, but if for whatever reason he falters, um, then this thing to me, it's like everyone else. Um, there's a lot of opportunity here. I think chasing time, uh, obviously, uh, I'm, I'm going to go, st- I'll add stellar tap into that. He's going to have to improve. Uh, but, you know, he's going to make a run late. I, I think it is interesting that he's even in the race. Uh, you know, he came out of that very strong allowance race. Pioneer Medina came back to run really well in the Risen Star. Um, he should improve second off. You know, it's tap it, obviously. So this horse is been going long for the last three races so the horse is going to continue to you would think continue to get better I, it, you and i both said the same thing though it's like man and i get a lot of the jockeys are, are in saudi but man you couldn't get anybody like it, you know torres like no no offense but it's not like that's like aspieson's guy so that's the concerning part um but if you're getting 10 to 1 uh maybe he's worth a shot especially underneath i like you know chasing time and ethel road i mean i think all these horses are going to be coming late just a matter of if they're fast enough to get to the two horse uh new grange so here's my thing on because i thought when this drew i thought well maybe i'll take a shot with chasing time and but when you look into more now you look back at that race where he won and by the way he beat 
bad horses like a good horse should beat bad horses. Let me be very clear. But the second place finisher in the race came back to run eighth next time out. The third place finisher in the race came back to run 11th. The fourth place finisher came back to run fourth. The fifth place finisher came back to run fourth. The seventh place finisher came back to run second. The ninth place finisher came back to run eighth. Not good. Mm -hmm. Not good at all. That gave me a little pause for concern on that horse. And that's why I kind of get it if you're going to lean towards a stellar tap. Because at least with stellar tap, you said it, Pioneer of Medina came back and ran well last week in a tough race. So, yeah, he was third, beaten two. It was off a layoff. It was his first race as a three-year-old. And the field was a little better than what we thought it was. So, uh, and the other thing, if if Asbjorn really really liked chasing time, would he send Stellar Tap up here? I'm not sure. Yeah, especially considering you've got you know plenty of uh, of allowance races no. well, to run on that car on the same card. I mean, well, and think about this: Stellar Tap was based out of the fairgrounds. Didn't run last weekend in that race. Yeah, sit up here because I think he thinks, well, this one's wide open and we could sneak in and get derby points here. Or this, this, the, the, the race at the fairgrounds. Uh, uh-uh. we're not gonna, we're not gonna beat Epicenter, and there's some other ones in there that are pretty good too. We'll see. I mean, Stellar Tap has very similar numbers as uh, Newgrange did uh, as far as uh, time form goes, not when it goes to buyers. Um, about ten points off there, so we'll see. Uh, it, it's to me, it, it's. It's New Grange, and then it's everybody else. I really, I mean, I really do think that this thing is that wide open if he doesn't fire. Um, somebody mentioned um, John G. Uh, dash attack. I, I especially like dash attack if they're talking about rain possibly on Saturday. Of course, we are getting winter weather here and down south um, right now. Uh, and then, of course, if you add in rain on Saturday as well, this is a horse who debuted on a good and then came back and won again on sloppy and smarty jones at this track mind you so to me if dash attack i mean he was in kind of a no-show in the southwest but if he comes back you know maybe that's an angle there um i would need all of eight one though if i'm gonna play him well we talked about kenny mcpeak a lot on this derby trail and we like him when he's a price and i think you're gonna get it um because i think chasing time is gonna get pounded into that second uh, choice new grange obviously the favorite and then you know barbara road and the lucas horse you know lucas horses get bet at oakland and barbara road got those second place finishes so i think you're gonna get every bit of eight to one and like i said if it's wet and it's eight to one and you got dash attack sitting there he's probably a better option than than many many of these uh that are not named new grange yeah and i think you know i think stellar tap will be all 10 to one too because you're gonna have a lot of money on the on the other well Aspies has got two or three but he's got the other aspies and chasing time is gonna get a lot of money so to me i would honestly um and this is not, I mean, I do own the horse in fantasy league, but you would know. I mean, I make fun of the horse more than anybody. Um, I would rather play stellar tap here than chasing time, just based off of the value perspective. I think stellar tap has room, much more room to improve. Whereas I could see ch- chasing time. I'm just, I'm with you. I'm not totally sold on, on him. And I think his performance is going to flatter him or is going to inflate or deflate. However you want to look at it, his odds, because he's going he's going to be lower priced than he probably should be. Well, it's just 
Yeah, he's going to be too low of a price. And the horses he's been up against, they just they haven't been great, you know, coming back. Not not just that race. He got beat by six links to In Dreams at Oakland. In Dreams was absolutely smoked at Gulfstream Park, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he beat mm-hmm. Peaceful Waters when he broke the maiden. Peaceful Waters was terrible at Fairgrounds last weekend. Um, so while I do still like Chasey Time, and I think – he has some potential and I really love his breeding and I would love for the, the owners of the source to get a thrill uh, and get this horse in the Derby. There are enough question marks for me to say, I would probably need a price higher than what he's going to be to actually wager on him. All right. Uh, I do this every time. And this is probably one of the lowest I've ever given out. I almost went 0.5, but because of the fact that even the winner of this race and even the second place horse will probably likely be in the Derby. So one and a half, is your number and remember new grange as of now cannot run in the kentucky derby so how many kentucky derby runners are in this rebel field one and a half over under i'm going over only because and let me be very clear only because of what you just said about it's not going to take a ton of points to get into this year's derby and like I said even if new grange wins i think the second place finisher is going to qualify and be in i think 20 points is enough to get you in this year and then I could see the third place finisher. You know, what if it's Barber Road? Well, he's probably in if he gets third in this race, you know. So I think only because of what we're seeing with the points, I'm going to go over. But as far as horses that are worthy of being in the Kentucky Derby, I go under that number. <laughs> the zero is the answer there, yeah. maybe, because it's hard to believe. I mean, the, the Rebel is always, and maybe that's part of it too, you know, we're, you know, with, with us kind of not being as excited as rebel as we normally are because usually the rebel is it just it's loaded i mean and and you're you're super pumped and it's a, it's an iconic kind of stepping stone for a lot of really really good horses and i don't know if it's the baffert factor or if it's the fact that there's not really any good horses or, and the fact that it's in february all kind of added together but it just kind of feels like a dull race the rebel normally isn't like that it's depressing is what it is. I mean, I, we've been down there in years when like 2019 is a year I'll never forget when Omaha Beach came in and they split the Rebel and uh, freaking the, uh, the Baffert Improbable got beat by Long Range Toddy. And yeah. it was just an unbelievable day of racing, you know, and I, there's been so many days like that, Jared, where we've been down there and it's like, oh, this is this is what racing is all about. And now it's in February and you got the Baffert bullshit and then the local crop's not very strong. And it's going to be 40 degrees and raining and it's just like god damn this is not the rebel so i'm with you like and also like the rebel to me is saint patrick's day weekend right yeah like, that's 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 the rebel you know like we're drinking green beer and we're not going to bed till 3 a.m that night and it's just fun and it we're going to the parade we're going to the parade yeah. and, and and the rebel is happens to be one another thing that we're doing because it's so much shit going on yeah. And now I'm with you. If this feels like the Southwest, I mean, it, it does. Like, I know we were in the Southwest, but it just, I don't like, I haven't heard anybody that say they like the schedule. I've no, not I know. Person. Well, I miss the Thursday races. I hate Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's gotten really, really annoying as well. So, and I think that's hurt a little bit too. I think a place like Oakland, when you mess with tradition too much, it, does get a little weird i'll be very interested to see second third week in march what that crowd's like with their running races that aren't the rebel if they if that normal rebel crowd is still there you know um I, I was talking to a buddy of mine that he always goes down with a big group 
uh, on the third weekend in March. And I said, oh, the Rebel's not this weekend. He said, I don't give a shit. That's when we go. That's our <laughs> that's our weekend. So that yeah. makes sense. So, yeah. Uh, Mark says his first Rebel in person was 20, 2007. My horse, Officer Rocket, ran second to some horse named Curlin One. <laughs> Alterman, you know a little bit about that horse. Yeah, yeah. Well, my first time at the races ever was the Arkansas Derby in 2007. I remember my dad's selling point to me. One of the one of the selling points was was uh, you know Curlin is coming back for the Arkansas Derby. And he won the Rebel and he's coming back. I said I don't give a shit about that. Like I don't know who that is. And you know, lo and behold, we 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 learned about him pretty quickly. So yeah, Officer Rocket. I believe uh, I think didn't Donnie K train that horse? Pretty sure he did. Uh, my first, uh, rebel was, was this your first rebel? Was, or did you go 2008? I went, I saw Sierra sunset went in 2008. Yeah. Okay. 2009 was mine with win Willie. That was the first 56 to one upset wins <laughs> over old fashioned. And the very first rebel lost my ass. Had no, I lost first day at the track, frankly. Um, 2009 rebel win Willie wins at 56 to one. And I thought that was just like a normal thing, you know, like, <laughs> We we walked out of that place that day. We lost so much money, and it was my first day. And I let we left. And I came up to you and I was like, "This is the best thing I've ever like. This is amazing." <laughs> I was I lost all. It's like I was hooked after that, and that's when the the degenerate was born. And <laughs> I haven't looked back since. Right? Yeah. No, that was seeing another. That's an iconic trip and just an awesome time. And and like I said, when Willie. Uh, beating old fashioned that day was amazing. Amazing destiny was in that race. I remember thinking he had a shot uh, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was great. By the way, Donnie K had going ballistic, not Officer Rocket. I knew he had one in that race, but yeah, that was that was a really fun time. Remember, um, not to just throw in every every great rebel, but we've been to so many just great ones. Do you remember looking at Lucky when he won the rebel? Oh yeah. Good oh, yeah. lord, what a race that was that day. <laughs> How about when uh, when uh, we'll take charge? Yeah, we'll take charge. Beat out Oxbow. The coach beat out Oxbow. Too. Everyone, Oxbow was the heavy, the heavier priced uh, favorite there for for Lucas, and and we'll take charge was kind of like the you know the also, and and he came flying late, and yeah, that was just an incredible. Um, of course, we were there. Yeah. Uh, you know when when American Pharaoh made his return back and. Yep. and and just a lot of good memories of the rebels so yeah it is it's weird um it it doesn't feel like this doesn't feel like the rebel but it is and a horse that can't get points will probably win but it is and uh guess what we'll be watching it live with you guys right here on our youtube channel make sure you subscribe so you can watch that with us <laughs> Make sure you go get the all-inclusive 11-page wager guide to the 2022 Rebel Stakes for this Saturday. We just talked about the Rebel, but if we get it, the Rebel, but the whole card we have analysis of. In-depth analysis of both stakes, the Rebel, and of course, the Honeybee, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit. But you also will get in-depth coverage for the other four allowance races. We get it. There's only two stakes. We wanted to add more, so you're getting six races that are included for in-depth previews, as well as the entire card in terms of how we're playing every single race, the multis, the non-stakes, anything. It's all included in the Rebel Wagering Guide. Go get that at racingdudes.com on the products page. Just click that button on the menu there. 11-page Rebel Guide. Go get it right now. You get it for free if you are a subscriber. All right, Halterman. We just did the Rebel worth a million. So what's 
Amp it up, 19 million. Go to 20 million Saudi Cup on Saturday. Saturday early afternoon, let's call it. The race eight on the card, the Saudi Cup. Dude, 20 million going a mile and an eighth, one turn mile and an eighth for three-year-olds and up. And you've got a full field of 14 lined up here. Mandaloon, your Kentucky Derby favorite. Mandaloon, that's right. Five to two favorite. Halterman, you got Mishriff in here as well, of course, who uh, who uh, who kind of goes all over the place and, and won this thing. Didn't Mishriff win, win this thing last year? Whatever, yeah. Because uh, yep. the, the, it was yep. the Knicks go and, uh, and Charlton yep. kind of, uh, gun, you know, blazed each other out. And, and Mishriff picked up pieces. Mishriff can do it all. Four to one on Midnight Bourbon. He's going to try to do it again. Our collector is another uh, U.S. horse. Country Grammar, don't forget about our boy Bob Baffert. He's got Country Grammar in here at 12 to one. You got the horse that won the huge upset Japanese horse, Philly, that won the uh, distaff at the Breeders' Cup, March, March Lorraine. Uh, Silhouette's in here. I mean, what more do you want, dude? It is kind of a mishmash of craziness when you look at it. It really is. When you really read it and look at it. It's, you know, it's interesting. I like Mandaloon to win. Uh, I'll, I'll go out on a, on a real big limb there. I think he's the best horse um, <laughs> in training right now, older horse, other than life is good. So I think Mandaloon uh, is the horse to beat here. Uh, hard to go again, or hard to go with Midnight Bourbon. He just hasn't been able to finish a race off. Uh, you know, the interesting one to me, especially if you get 12 to 1, which I, you know, who knows how these odds are going to be. I think Country Grammar. I know this is a really, really tough race to run in off of a layoff and who really knows how he's going to run, but he was pretty damn good with Bob Baffert, right? I mean, this source was never that great with Chad Brown moves to Baffert and he's running a hole through the wind. I think if you <laughs> hmm. get that kind of price, he's worth a shot. I think, I think he's got a shot to upset, but I think Mandaloon's the winner of this race. You know, he should improve off of that effort last time out in, at the fairgrounds. I think he's going to run really well. Give me a 7-3 straight exact at Mandaloon Country Grammar. I like it because I think that you're going to see a nice setup for Mandaloon here with Midnight Bourbon, with Country Grammar, with Art Collector. I'm sure one of these will, will, will be going quick early on, but we're going to see a very nice setup for Mandaloon who should sit a pretty good trip and and be able to kind of pounce late. I mean, he looks so good um, in his return. Mandaloon, that is, in the, what was it, the Louisiana Stakes. Mm -hmm. um, looked really good. So, to me, Mandaloon is the one to beat. I, I don't know, I mean, what it is about, like, I, it's, I mean, because if you think about it, not only is, are we not, like, super pumped about the race, but it's like, Mandaloon is... Like, other than, I guess, like, life is good. But, I mean, Mandaloon's right there, right? He's, like, yeah. top top horse of, of our older older division, Mandaloon, and life is good, of course. But And we're just, like, he's running in the 20 million Saudi Cup, and you're just kind of like, yeah, he should, he should win, but I don't really care. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, like, something's I'll, wrong with that. I'll set my alarm at, like, 11.33 when this thing, because I think it's 11.35 our time, it'll run and be like, oh, yeah, I'll turn that on. You know, after I would, it's weird because it's like, I would rather watch the second race at Gulfstream than this. <laughs> and that's just the odd thing about it. And I shouldn't be that way. This should be a really good race. Right. I mean, this is, this is a, a good bunch of horses here, but I, I don't know. I just think Mandaloon is just a little bit better um, than, than anything else in this race. 
Uh, Crabby Lion, uh, Hot Rod Charlie is going to run Dubai. Yes. So Dubai World Cup, which is next month. Um, yep. So not the Saudi Cup, uh, which is why you're not seeing him here. Yeah, Hot Rod Charlie actually ran a, in a prep race over in Dubai. Uh, gosh, I don't remember how long it was. Probably two weeks ago. And, yeah, and a couple won. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. and one. So looks yeah. good. Yeah, he did. He did. He'll be in the World Cup. Uh, you know, a horse by the name of Curlin, not to bring him up again, but a horse by the name of Curlin went over and ran a prep and then won the Dubai World Cup. So it's a move that's happened before. Yeah, and uh, I haven't, I don't know, like, if you heard a specific uh, field. I mean, I think, like, his life is good for sure going to run. I I mean, that's what they've said. They, they said life is good will run and IRAD will ride. That's that's what I heard. And Colonel Liam also going to Dubai, not for the World Cup, but for uh, uh, whatever the, turf the name of the turf race right now. Golden Shaheen, I think. Yeah. Something. Um, I don't know if this is real, but Steve says he heard Phil. I don't know if he's giving him shit. I hope he. I hope it's real. Still, Steve. <laughs> Steve. Said, Phil Mickelson's going to be over to uh, present the trophy in the Saudi Cup. That would be amazing. <laughs> you know, things have kind of took a, a, a turn south for Phil in the last week or so. <laughs> it hasn't been good. He hasn't had a good week. He he, um, he tried and uh, and the PGA kind of called his bluff there. So yeah, hasn't been a good week for Philly. No, no, Philly's had a good week actually. My dog, but not Phil Nicholson. He's, he's had a bad week. Oh, Phil. Oh, Phil. Yeah, Mark wanted the same thing. Yeah, let's hope he's over there. Wouldn't that be amazing if he was? He's not going to be over there. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. Yes, yeah, so it would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So quickly, Mandaloon. We both had Mandaloon. Um, I know we kind of talked about it. Like, is there anything? I mean, to me, it's like win, lose, or draw. You're not really going to do too much here in terms of what it means for Mandaloon. I mean, obviously, he wins a race. Like, that's great. But, I mean, Mandaloon, he still should have a pretty good year here. He should. I mean, uh, you know, we saw Nick's go running this last year and he came back and struggled after running over there. So maybe, you know, his first race back isn't quite what they think it's going to be. But yeah, I mean, he should be really, really good this year. And listen, if we could get Life is Good and Mandaloon and Hot Rod Charlie in the same gate, I mean, Life is Good would beat him by four or five probably, but it would be a lot of fun hyping that one up. I mean, that would that's that's what you want to see, a race with those horses uh, in there. So yeah, I mean, I think he's he's looking at a big year. He certainly was really professional in that uh, that, that race at Fairgrounds last time out, and I think he's a horse that always kind of had the look of of one that was a really good, and b could get better as we kind of progress, and, and and he gets gets better with age. Is what I'm trying to say. All right, so Mandaloon runs in the Saudi Cup race eight uh, on Saturday morning, late afternoon, or early afternoon, depends on uh, where you're at. But uh, make sure you tune in for that. Uh, you got to watch either way, you know, maybe you're not betting it. I get it. Uh, but it's a good one to watch, obviously, as we to see what these horses do over there. Um, let's go back. We have a couple bonus races for you. Uh, we have an Oaks prep on the undercard at Oaklawn Park. They've moved this thing to race. Oh, by the way, Latruska is running in the Royal Delta uh, at Goldstream Park on Saturday as well. Latruska making her return. We talked about that um, earlier. She should dominate. Go to Racing Dude or go to their YouTube page, uh, the Racing Dude's YouTube page, and you can watch the uh, preview for that at RacingDudes.com. We have a preview for that as well. But Latruska should dominate that. But she will be running her, making her, uh, what is it? 
how old is she now? Six, I think. Uh, Latruska is now six, yes. Yeah, six-year-old debut uh, for Latruska after a terrible effort she had. Um, yeah. You know, that was the thing I talked to, to, to Magic about. It was like, you know, we all played against her, at least a lot of us did in the Racing Dudes team um, that day, but it, none of us would have – none of us – thought oh she's gonna get she's gonna finish 10th and get beat by 30 you know like you can imagine a scenario like it was you know maybe all added up for her and the, the speed and whatever but like she just was an absolute no-show after an incredible year it was crazy that was the craziest race maybe i watched all year just for the pace it's like they put up 21 and 8 and she's right there and i'm like jesus this is gonna be bad uh yeah she will have to run better than that uh breaking news she'll have to run better than that to win uh but i think she could probably do it backwards on saturday that feels not great although you do have crazy beautiful maybe she can pull an upset i doubt it but yeah that it was the you know a bad ending to a fairy tale year really um so i i expect her to bounce back and run really well here i mean this yep. is this is the easiest race she's been in in a while yeah, she's two to five. You know, you do wonder though. I mean, it's, we see it a lot with these fillies and mares. It's you know sometimes it just they just stop. You know, they're just done. You know, so mm-hmm. that's the only thing that gives you pause um, after such a terrible effort to to make her return. But to me, the I don't know. To me, the classy horses, even whenever they might be quote unquote done. Um, the classy, classy fillies when they can make a race like this, where it's very lopsided, feels like like she should win, even if she's not what she used to be. She should win. So yeah. to me, and there's no other speed in the race. Not like her speed. She'll go out to the front, and it's going to be one of those races that you know you, Pete does one of his corny lines at the end, and and she's like dominating, and and just that's that's just it. So yeah. Yeah. A, <laughs> no offense, I like Pete, but you know it's gonna have some sort of yeah. uh, some sort of weird line that he's gonna say, and that's because 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 the whole stretch she'll be just running away with it, and you won't know what to say, and so you gotta say say something. So yeah. to me, she's gonna roll there. It'd be more interesting what she does uh, from there. All right, real quickly, Oakland Park back to Oakland Park race five, the Honey Bee Stakes. It's a Kentucky Oaks prep race, fifty twenty ten five, and guess what? No Bob Baffert in here, so they can all get points. Six horses are lined up, three to two. Favorite on the three secret oath, the D Wayne Lucas trained Philly. She's a freak. She's ran like a freak the last couple. Chances are, just reading between the lines, plus exactly what he says, if she dominates here, probably going to see her against the boys next time out. Yeah, and I think she should. She does have to to, to turn the tables on Uguri. Uh, Uguri did beat her uh, in the Goldenrod pretty easily. But Secret Oath has, a, like, that Secret Oath that ran in the Goldenrod isn't close to the Secret Oath we've seen the last two races. So that's the key, right? As long as she shows up and runs like she did uh, her other two races at Oaklawn, she will beat Uguri. I'm pretty pretty confident of that. So I hope with all my heart that <laughs> Secret Oath shows up and dominates this race because, let's face it, the local three-year-olds on the male side are not great at Oaklawn. And so... For this horse to be in the Arkansas Derby would be fantastic. It would really like put a jolt into that race. And it's just kind of fun to have Lucas with a good horse. Uh, and, you know, you run her here, she wins. She's automatically, you know, not not by definition, but points-wise, she's in the Kentucky Oaks. 
And then you take your chances. And who knows? You could get her qualified in both, and then we'll see what happens. But um, the first step uh, is to beat Uguri. Got to do that. Okay, get that check mark. Got that. Now go take on the boys in their Derby. Yeah, I mean, I've got the, the path laid out perfectly. She goes okay. and dominates here. Um, and then, you know, Stellar Tap wins the arcs or the uh, rebel so then it's like that way he he that shows him like well this three-year-old crop sucks yep that's running here let's run her in the in the arkansas derby perfect so that's that's the plan you don't you don't you you want some kind of big upset in the in the uh I keep wanting to call the arkansas derby the rebel <laughs> so that way the coach would be like yeah we're gonna run her because you know that's one thing he said um which i thought was really interesting it's like i mean this guy knows that i mean the guy knows everything. Um, and it's like, there's like a couple factors you got to look for when it comes to running a Philly against the boys, you know, is that one, they have to be dominant in their division. Like no, no way around it. Not just winning races. They've got to dominate their Philly races. That's step one. Step two is you got to have an idea of who you're running against. You know, like you got to know that, maybe this is a weaker class. Maybe I can take a shot against this field. You know, like I'm not going to put that horse in against justify or whatever, like, you know, the case may be. So you kind of can see the writing is sort of starting to be on the wall a little bit on what could possibly take place if she dominates and we see an upset in the rebel, even if, even if we don't, if it's not like an overly impressive effort by Newgrange, I think you could still see her um, because the coach won't be able to contain himself. He won't Uh be able to contain himself. I'm going to guarantee you if New Grange wins by 15 and runs a 110 buyer Saturday, <laughs> if Secret Oath dominates the Honeybee, she will be in the Arkansas Derby. Mark well, it down. I don't down. know. I don't because I mean he'll he'll be training New Grange too. So well, <laughs> good. Now there's the other factor for sure. If, <laughs> if Lucas gets all Baffert's horses, uh, Mark made a comment. Uh, you know he won the Kentucky Derby by uh, with a, with the Philly horse uh, by the name of Winning Colors. And what he did is the same kind of thing. He ran the horse in the San Diego Oaks that he ran the horse. The last prep was the San Diego Derby. She won both. And then she won the Kentucky Derby. So, you know, again, secret oath has to go out, has to prove it in the honeybee a thousand percent. If she doesn't run well, if she wins and she doesn't look very good, then it's over. But if she dominates again and she earns it, she'll earn that chance at the Arkansas Derby. So that's the hope, you know, I, (laughs) I'm nervous because I want that to happen so much that I, I I just I get nervous in those set of situations. And it looks like on paper it should happen. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Let's hope. The daughter of arrogant and absent-minded, a horse that obviously yep. is uh near and dear to our hearts as well. So it'd just be amazing yes. to see Secret Oath run against the boys next time out. We are both picking her to win the honey bit. <laughs> So tell me how to check us out at racingnews.com for free picks and of course our premium selections on our products page. Click the get racing news premium button at the menu at racingdudes.com. Remember, go check out the inside track to the 2022 Rebel Stakes wagering guys. If you want more information about how we're betting the Rebel, how we're betting the undercard, how we're betting the honeybee, all of it's included in this 11 page wagering guide. Go get that right now at racingdudes.com. Remember, we are your destination site for all free horse racing picks. To all the horse racing, major horse racing tracks, we're on Twitter at Racing underscore Dudes, Instagram and Facebook. You can check us out, uh, all our episodes. Of course, on our YouTube page, just look at uh, Racing Dudes uh, in the search there at YouTube, and you go subscribe, and you get alerted when we go live or all our videos go out. 
Uh, you can also listen to all these Blinkers Off episodes wherever you get your podcasts. You know, all the you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts, we're on there. The Magic Mike Show, they are as well. They did the Saturday late pick four at Oakland Park. So you want their analysis of not just the Rebel, but the last four races at Oakland Park, including the epic Archie Bread to cap off the day, right? Who doesn't love an Archie Bread to end the day? You got, you got the Rebel, and then you got garhold no he's not running in it but no, you've got we got horses i know i know i was bummed when i didn't see him in there i, but. I think kelby kelby's favorite trainer uh, tammy ormsby's gonna win that race oh <laughs> he loves it from tammy ormsby so you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying <laughs> hopefully he's still on here a little inside joke there so. <laughs> I'd, I'd love i'd love i would love to get his reaction to that comment right there <laughs> Oh shit, dude! That is uh, that is funny. All right, uh, final <laughs> thoughts. Final thoughts, Halter. Besides Tammy Ornsby, <laughs> um, I, I <laughs> if, if people only knew, uh, yeah, I, I am I'm excited for Tammy in the twelfth at Oakland. I'm I'm really excited to get Ricardo Santana aboard and bet that horse. Can't remember the horse's name. Number three. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for for the day. I mean, I'm sure by the time Saturday gets here, I'll be I'll be pumped up about it. So it's going to be another good weekend. They just, they all are right now. It's, it's just the, what we're in the time uh, period we're in. So it's great. And by the way, uh, Waylon asked, uh, what are my thoughts on MJF's promo last night? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. One of the best I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, well, I'll have to watch. Um, Sylvian says, bring Papa dude Saturday. Can you get Papa dude on? Um, let's see. Hold on. Let me see if Missouri Southern's playing at home. If they're not, I think he will come on. Let's see. By the way, thanks everybody for listening to the or watching, listening to the uh, sports show. Boy, we're getting it, they're setting records uh, for their show, our shows uh, lately. They've been really, really good. So thanks everybody for that. Um, yeah, Missouri Dude. Southern is on the road, so I think we can get Papa Dude. I think we can get Papa Dude. All right, Sylvian. Uh... Make sure you if you if you if you're on Twitter, I don't know if you are. I can't remember if you're he on is. Twitter or not. Yep, he is. Um tweet him. Say, was it like okay, here's the thing. Like we let him set it up himself, which that was Haltzman's fault. True. And what would you guys say if you if you're saying, hey, Papa Dude, what like set up a Twitter account? What would your first thought be of the Twitter handle? Anybody? Any guesses? Like at Papa Dude, maybe. Um yeah, at Papa Dude, at Papa underscore Dude, if that's taken, at Papa Dude underscore 22, something like that, yeah. Racing Dudes, Papa Dude, whatever, like there's yes. a thousand different Papa Dude-related terms. Correct. He goes with his real name, and it's like Halterm, at Halterman Mike, or at Halterman yes. underscore Mike. Yes, yeah. It's like, what do you, I mean, that is your name, but yes. no one calls you Mike Halterman. Uh, uh, literally, here, no, none, of our, none of our audience knows who that is, no. But now what he did do, I'll give him credit for this, his handle said Mike Halterman as well. Like when you click on it, it like that's what was his name. And I was like, change that to Papa Dude. So he changed it to that. So if you search Papa Dude, he will come up. There you go. Thank but you. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, the love advisor, Papa Dude. That's, that's right. That's right, yes. My life has changed. Not Have you taken ways. his advice? Yeah, I did. And it's ruined my life. So. <laughs> well. <laughs> Although he was spot on about the pizza. So spot on advice and the big girls are fun. That's what yeah. he said. See, 
he was he was <laughs> I think he about got divorced over that one, but he <laughs> well <laughs> what well, can you do? <laughs> what can you do? You know, sometimes you're not gonna win them all, you know what I mean? You so. can't win them all. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, guys. All right, yeah, they're the rebel this weekend. Next weekend, guys, you got the Gotham, the Fountain Youth, and the San Felipe all on the same day. Magic, good luck with that. Uh it's gonna be mega, mega, mega weekend next weekend. I mean, Fountain of Youth, you got Emmanuel going to run in that. The San Felipe, I'm sure, you know, it's not going to be Messier, Halterman. You better be worried about that. He hasn't had to work since his win, but Messier is not going to be in it. But you're probably going to get, whether it be McLaren Bell, who scratched out of the uh, the that Arkansas or the uh, allowance race at, 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 on the Arkansas uh, at Hot Springs. Um, you might have, and, and then you're going to, of course, have the, the, uh, uh, the Gotham. Mm-hmm. Gotham might be the weak one of the two of the three. Uh, might be, it probably will be. But uh, then you got Tampa Bay Derby, and then you got the Louisiana Derby. It's on, man. It's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll be live uh, on Saturday at uh, what do you say four forty five? I want to say. It, Don't it'll probably be a shorter show, right? Because there's only one stakes. It's just the it, rebel. Yes, um, it's going to be the last. It's going to be right before the the race prior to the Derby, which I believe is like four forty nine or something yeah. like that. So it's yeah. going to be right before that. But I believe it's four forty five Central Time. We'll probably be on till okay, approximately six. It's going to be like an hour show. Um, right, we're going to stay on for Tammy's race, though, right? Unless Newgrange wins, and we're just going to be like, "Fuck it, see ya, Newgrange oh. winner." No, we'll stay on for Tammy only if we can get. If only if we can get uh, Kelby on to talk okay. about his in- inside of what he knows about that horse. So I will work on that. Yeah, I'm sure he'll work on something. So, <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that's a wrap. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And remember, go subscribe at RacingDudes.com. If you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can do that as well. You get alerted. Hit that notification bell. I need like a ding. Every time. How about you do it whenever I say? Hold on. I think we we have sounds now. Hold on. Let me see. There's no way he's got sounds for that, does he? Uh, ding. Let's see. Uh, Oh, wait, here. (laughs) Oh, that's not it. (laughs) That's not it. (laughs) No. (laughs) Hey, uh, do you guys think Newgrange is going to win on Saturday? Run, you little bitch. That's my favorite. I use every excuse. Every excuse I can, I want to play that clip. I told Magic, if I don't hear that at least five times on the live stream, I'm going to be upset on Saturday. So, all right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. I, I, I dream about it at night. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you did in the basement all this time. That's right.